Hey everybody, welcome to On Podcast, the On the podcast for On Microsoft, where we talk about Microsoft stuff on a podcast. Uh, it's a lot of ons and Microsoft stuff, <laughs> uh, as we do every time we start this podcast. So I think we stuck in eight mentions right there, right off the bat. I'm trying to get to I, 11. I think for every episode, we're on number 28 now. You should add like 28 ons to the introduction. Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, welcome <laughs> to the On Podcast uh, for On Microsoft. There we go. Two more. Uh, I am your co-host, Kareem Anderson. I'm joined by the world's greatest co-host. Arif Bacchus. Yeah, and we're here to bring you another week's full of Microsoft news. Um, some of it being uh, Xbox-related, some of it being outages, some of it being uh, new HoloLens uh, information. But uh, with that being said, we'll just get to the more specifics of the rundown. I'll let you start. Yeah, so the first topic is something that made headlines. I saw it on the evening news here in New York City where they they talked about how Microsoft snagged a big contract with the U.S. Army for uh, HoloLens, to use HoloLens in the Army. So that will be our first topic of discussion. And then secondly, we'll be talking about some issues that Microsoft had with their servers once more. Uh, A couple weeks ago, we talked about how Xbox went down. But um, on April Fool's Day, funny enough, pun intended, (laughs) uh, Microsoft's DNS, Microsoft had some DNS server issues that impacted Teams, Azure, Xbox, uh, Windows Live, uh, Hotmail, and pretty much everything across Microsoft 365. So there's that. And I'll let you get into the third topic because I know it was something that you wrote about last year at Build 2020. Yeah, Microsoft finally has gotten around to releasing its first production-ready release of Project Reunion, version uh, 0.5. So not even ready for a full version one yet. So it's still, uh, you know, rough beta waters out there. But we'll get into more specifics on what this is designed to do. Um, and it should, I mean, it's big news, and it's uh, interesting that it's coming ahead of build because uh, I'm sure it'll tie in uh, bigly, <laughs> to use a phrase, uh, into how Microsoft kind of navigates build next uh, next month. Usually, I'm the one that, that does the, the segues, but you did the, you're going to handle the segue for the four topics. Yes, <laughs> which is Build 2021, our big, uh, probably one of our biggest uh, headlines, again, aside from the uh, dollar price for uh, the U.S. Army contract is Build. We finally got some com- uh, confirmation on when it is, uh, and now we are going to wildly speculate about what it's going to be about uh, in the upcoming week. And then um, before we jump into week ahead, I do want to announce the winner for the YubiKey giveaway that we promised. I did not Yay. forget this time. The winner is Gabriella. He almost forgot. <laughs> it's, uh, Ga- Gabri- Gabrielli, G-A-B-R-I-E-L-L-Y. Um, uh, I'm sorry if I said your name wrong, but I'll reach out to you via email and um, check check your email for us because we want your shipping address to get the YubiKey your way. But now, uh, time for the week ahead uh, preview, where we'll be talking about MLB The Show 2021 finally coming to Xbox Game Pass. I mean, it was coming to Xbox for the first time as a regular, as a non-Sony exclusive game, and now it's coming to Xbox Game Pass. So we have some chat about that. And uh, you, last week, uh, there was no dev channel branch build, so we got that covered this week. probably talk about what we expect and then i know you follow microsoft closely and there were some a little bit of a shakeup internally at microsoft yeah it looks like the uh cvp for commercial partners uh, uh gabriella Ga- Ga- gabriella gabriella 
Schuster steps down. Um, again, we don't know what to make of it just yet. It could just be um, someone who's looking for a different career opportunity. It could be uh, something as small as that, or it could be something as huge as Microsoft making uh, a conscious decision to kind of shift management for uh, you know a better uh, return on investment, so, so to speak. Uh, then we also talk about the uh, your review. I think you got some hardware stuff. We, we always have hardware to talk about. Yeah, uh, Dell sent us over their uh, Dell 27 conference monitor. This is a Microsoft Teams-specific monitor. So far, it is the only monitor that has Microsoft Teams button, a Microsoft Teams button built in where you click the button and it launches Teams automatically. So yeah, I'll give you a preview of that upcoming review. But now um, I'll let you get started with the big news, which is Microsoft snagging a big 20, $21.88 billion U contract with the U.S. Army. Yeah, um, I had wrote about this. Uh, I think it came in late Thursday, late Friday, actually, um, that Microsoft, uh, as you mentioned, was able to get a 21 or, or it, get a contract uh, for production use or production making of its HoloLens technology for the U.S. Uh, Army. Um, the dollar amount that's been kind of associated in headlines is about $21.88 billion. Now, that isn't exactly what they'll be getting uh, out of the gate. This is the ceiling for what they could potentially make from this contract. Uh, it's for 10 years, uh, and it's coming after um, Microsoft discussions and kind of it's back and forth with the Department of, Just or Department of Defense uh, for its JEDI contract. So while they're kind of fighting to retain that, which they did, you know, win, uh, and it was adjudicated to them uh, for 10 billion for that contract for another 10, 10 years, I believe. Uh, they were also uh, making inroads on this Holland's technology uh, contract with the US Army. Now, again, this didn't come out of anywhere. This is a, a, a effort, a joint effort by the US Army and Microsoft, and it's been happening since 2017, I believe. Um, and all they've done is basically confirmed and moved from prototyping this technology to uh, actually uh, doing production value and uh, offering a dollar amount. Uh, I believe when they first mentioned this back in 2018, when they, you know, uh, started prototyping, the contract was for 480 million just to wow. prototype the venture together. And they were assigned to make 100,000 HoloLenses um, as part of this like whole venture process. Uh, the US Army was you know, obviously impressed with the uh, technology. Uh, so now they've kind of stepped up and, and made it a uh, an official thing. Now, with that being said, um, we also wrote about um, the opposition to this. Uh, like, it isn't Amazon this time. Uh, it's actually Microsoft employees uh, who I believe in 2018, when this was first being uh, mentioned, or actually might have been 2017, before they actually started producing physical hardware, they were in opposition of this deal specifically uh, because they didn't want the Hollis technology to, be, to transform Microsoft into an arms maker, so to speak. Uh, so, uh, and I believe Satya Nadella went on CNBC News shortly after the protest. Now again, it wasn't a full-scale uh, employee uh, protest. I think, believe at the time, it was about 50 or so, maybe a few, few more than that. Employees who kind of banded together, wrote a letter to the to the CEO, uh, reached out to uh, people on social media to kind of uh, voice their opposition to this. Um, again, Sachin Nadella spoke on it. He talked to CNBC. He also wrote a long email. And again, these are all things you can find on our website, addressing their concerns and promising that, you know, um, 
Microsoft will do the best thing that's in its financial interest as well. Uh, and it hopes to kind of right the ship as uh, this technology goes forward. So uh, I don't know where those 50 employees stand uh, as of Friday's news, but I'm sure we'll be hearing uh, some information about that as well. So again, Microsoft got a really big military contract uh, while they are hoping to retain their uh, Department of Defense one as well. Again, if if they get both, that's amazing and, and uh, impressive because not only does it solidify HoloLens as a viable uh, technology, but uh, all of this will be put on the back of Azure as well as the cloud provider. So it just re uh, it gives them more of an argument if they have to um, be reevaluated for the Jedi contract as well. Saying like, but hey, it, we already. But it, but it's not just the um, the U.S. Army and the U.S. Armed Forces that are using Hololens. I believe, I think you wrote a piece about it way back in 2016 with the original Hololens that Israel was also playing around with it. I'm not sure if it's a contract with Microsoft or if it's them just buying it like uh, as a regular customer to use it themselves, but. They were playing with HoloLens in the military too, as well, and it has uses all all over the world. Yeah, um, Israel is a uh, pretty big defense uh, um, export uh, for a lot of people. Uh, I, I know cybersecurity. Uh, a lot of tech companies go to Israel for uh, uh, cybersecurity and defense, uh, and so it's you know it only kind of seems natural that Microsoft kind of uses Israel's. A military is a test bed before uh, bringing it to the U.S. Just to kind of, I mean, it's a smaller scale, uh, but you know, for some of the best and brightest in defense being uh, located in Israel, it seems like the you know a natural fit. So, again, this is all just a long process getting from 2016 testing in Israel to uh, getting the go ahead by the U.S. Army uh, in 2021. Is this like doomsday where? where like they'll have HoloLens and like they'll be able to see through walls and stuff. Yeah, actually. Cyberpunk. Really, Cyberpunk. <laughs> very much so, actually. Um, again, in I have a couple pieces. I wrote a couple, I believe. Uh, uh, some other people wrote some more. But the actual use of case of this will be to uh, implement uh, night vision, heat vision, among other things. Um, a lot of uh, mapping is involved in this uh, again, which will be based on um, triangulating real-time information from feet on the ground to people in, in satellite positions to then relay it to individuals who are uh, on the field again. So again, there's a whole bunch of technologies going into this that are just not the headset you'll be put on somebody's head, but a bunch of uh, underlying cloud infrastructures that need to be uh, run in real time. And with that said, that topic covered, we'll now move on to our second topic, which is Microsoft having DNS issues that impacted Teams, Azure, Xbox Live, and Microsoft 365. I so was waiting this... for you to do a segue about like cloud, <laughs> and if it ever goes down, what would happen to the military? Like with the HoloLens, are they just black out? <laughs> they'll they'll just become like useless uh, bullet shields for their eyes or or something. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's one use for uh, dead HoloLens units. Right. <laughs> like like the many Windows phones that are dead and out there that are probably useless right now uh, sitting in the uh, You just had to stab, twist a little bit to the Windows phone crowd. You know, I always have to bring it up one way or another. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, going back to the DNS issues, these started happening around uh, 5.43 Eastern time on April Fool's Day, which naturally is April 1st. Uh, Microsoft acknowledged it on their Twitter, and they they told everyone to stay tuned to the Microsoft 365 page while they investigate the problems. But the problem was, funny enough, that both the Office status page and the service help dashboard where you would normally go to see the Microsoft 365 status. Both of those pages were down because of the DNS issues. So a lot of people had no idea what was going on. But as usual, Microsoft is active on their Twitter um, and they were updating people on what was going on. And I think it was like around probably 10.30 or 9.30 Eastern time, everything returned back to normal. And they, they, they're they doing their investigations, and I'm sure that they'll update us on what went wrong because usually Microsoft is very open about these issues. Yeah, it's funny. It's like when you have issues and people are like, color customer service line, and then that <laughs> line is disconnected. Uh, <laughs> and um, that said... Um, we just covered that quickly because it was something that everyone was talking about. Uh, don't have nothing yeah. much to add to that, but I'll let well, you now get that it. It's fixed. Yeah, now that it's fixed. We're doing this via team. So if if we were not able to do a podcast one week, it's probably because Microsoft 365 is down and they're having another DNS issue. And God forbid we use Skype. Let's not even go there. And we're definitely not going to Zoom. No, can't do Zoom. <laughs> so what, why don't you get us into the third topic, which is the project reunion thing? I know Microsoft pushed out version 0.5 earlier this week. Yeah, there's no easy segue for this one, so we're just we'll, we'll not even acknowledge it. Uh, back at, I believe, last year's build, again, which was uh, virtual because of the pandemic, uh, Microsoft announced project reunion. Uh, the project was aimed at reducing the fragmentation between the Windows API and universal Windows platforms. Uh, and help make it easier for developers to build apps on all Windows devices. This is kind of something that Microsoft's retreaded uh, time and time again, where they want to offer support for you know a multitude of platforms, but also make sure that they have the uh, resources and the tools to kind of you know streamline all of that. And I believe they did this when they bought uh, what was the big developer tool company they bought? Get, like GitHub. Was it no, GitHub? No, no, not GitHub. It was uh, like Xamarin or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think that's it. Xamarin. Yeah. So this is this is kind of extending that uh, that that ethos is of consolidating everything. Um, it's been quite a while since Microsoft has released a few previews uh, uh, since all of this has gone down. But on March 29th, uh, Microsoft is revealing the first product. They revealed its first production-ready release of Project Union. Again, as you mentioned, 0 0.5, so it's not even a full 1.0 release yet. So those of you expecting a lot from it, don't. Uh, according to Microsoft, the focus of this release is making desktop apps easier to build. Uh, the release comes with downloadable support to Windows 10 version 18.09, um, the ability to use Project Union with the .NET 5, uh, .NET 5 apps that were developed as well as WinUI 3, WebView 2, uh, and features will be shipping as part of the Project Union Framework package. And again, this is uh, kind of a slow rollout as far as feature sets are concerned, so you're not going to get you know, uh, a huge delivery uh, in the first week. I'm expecting this to kind of roll out uh, gradually. Um, the more interesting thing about this is that, again, uh, we had mentioned this off mic, but letting you guys in on the stuff <laughs> that happens behind the, the, the screen, uh, we were talking about how this is happening before build. Uh, and so obviously they want to seed this to developers so they could have um, 
sessions and probably stuff to talk about, hopefully during their keynote, where they kind of lay out the future of uh, Windows development. Because again, I feel like we always say this, they're kind of all over the place. They, they're admitting this with uh, Project Reunion as they're talking about uh, WinUI 3, Web 2, .NET, uh, UWP, uh, and you know, over the last two years, I've been talking a lot about PWAs. Um, and so for Windows developers, you know, where do you put all your efforts towards? And I would personally suggest PWAs. Maybe they'll have something to talk about there. Maybe this will help uh, bring some of those, you know, native features, pull it from all of this project union stuff and put it into PWA. Uh, or vice versa, maybe they take all of these things um, from PWA and make it easier for desktop and make it a lighter thing. Either way, they need to figure out um, how Windows 10 is going to evolve and how this plays into Windows 10X. Does it solve the app gap problem that everyone always complains about and like having two different apps to do the same thing, like a Skype UWP app and then the classic uh, Win32 app? Does this like help developers solve the problem of just coding an app that in, uh, in Apple's word just works? Uh, yeah, that's uh, exactly what this is supposed to do. Um, it's supposed to be able to uh, take all those packages from the separate apps, combine them into one thing that's supposed to be going forward. I believe, uh, I don't think they have a like a unified name for it. This isn't like Metro 2.0 or I, I don't know if they're still banking on UWP as like the phrase, but this is going to be the next evolution of whatever that is. Uh, and so it should be easier for that. Now, I think we need to take a step back and we've been, you know, obviously for the last, I don't know, 10 years or so talking about a Windows app gap ever since app stores have become a thing. All right. um, I think as more things have kind of coalesced around mobile and the web, there hasn't been a huge, I don't think there's been a big enough emphasis on the the how the app gap has kind of shrunk, to be honest with you. Aside from some, you know, maybe like Instagram or things like, like things that need to be on a phone, I don't think the desktop suffers from not having specific apps. Uh, you know, they have everything they need. Uh, like I said, a banking app usually is done on your phone because the camera is better on your phone. Uh, it's easier to hold to like take a picture of stuff like that. Uh, mapping is done better on your phone because you're you know mobile, you're moving around with it. Um, but there's, if you could think of some apps that you know would be better served on the desktop that aren't there, I can't. I can't personally think of that. I remember I used to follow the narrative like, oh, we need Instagram, we need Twitter, we need this, we need that. I'm like, everything you know, is everything is done via the web now anyway. So like you're saying, PWAs are more important, especially with Windows 10X coming and and Windows 10X putting the web first and not coming with support for Win32 apps. From what we know from all of the rumors. Well, and I also think that Edge plays a huge part in that because right. what, people, what people were mostly complaining about was having to essentially fill out information from one app to the next. The, right. the, there was a, a not only a mental but a physical blockade between like, oh, this is the things I do on my phone and I have to go find it on the web or redo it here on my desktop. It's just cumbersome. If I can start pulling, you know, if I can go fill out a form on my phone in the app and then have that same information pull up when I go to the web and not have to fill anything in, I'm not missing anything. So you know to that point hopefully it build they'll talk about that and speaking of which oh. <laughs> you got them this week yeah you know i did step up <laughs> but you can take this one yeah uh build 2021 has finally become official ooh, ooh, um ooh, ooh, ooh. yeah I, I believe it was mary joe fally at zdnet who first spotted um microsoft's public events page which 
um, was updated to mention that build 2021 will be from May 25th to May 27th. And she contacted uh, Microsoft PR and she, they confirmed with her that this is indeed true and that build will be from May 25th to May 27th. But they didn't share anything about like registration and when people could start registering for it. But it looks like late May is is when will we'll, build will happen officially. Um, probably could expect like registrations to open up towards the ending of April or maybe at the beginning of May. But either way, it's free, just like last year, and anyone will be able to attend. And I know you wrote about Apple also doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah, Apple. Um, again, I think believe theirs was free last year as well. Uh, what I'm saying is that both are following each other in, um, re- you know, doing a free one. I mean, uh, we're still in the midst of the pandemic and uh, vaccinations for a lot of people or a lot of places a lot of countries you know not only just the us but internationally people who are trying to travel aren't uh, where people would like them to be so everyone's being cautious um moving the developer conferences to free um i don't know if apple's going to do follow a similar suit for smaller events like you know maybe uh, talking about their ipad pros and the updates to uh, some other hardware the same way that microsoft is doing or if they're going to break out stuff like uh, microsoft is doing with their what's next stuff but uh, at least seeing that they're doing WWDC for free again this year, uh, you know, just following the same vein as Microsoft did for Ignite. They've done for the uh, what's new cloud stuff, what they're doing for Build now. I believe they're going to be having it. You know, there's rumors that there's going to be a game one, uh, Surface event as well. So um, I feel like 2021 is still going to be the year of free uh, developer conferences, which is great for us. So what what exactly do you personally expect out of Build 2021? Could it be Windows 10X or Sun Valley or or maybe oh. something new for teams, like a brand new gold level teams tier or something? Um, what I expect and what I'm hoping for are two different things. What I expect is machine learning, quantum uh, computing. <laughs> Azure. Uh, Cloud support, Azure. I expect to hear that, you know, ad nauseum, and again for good reason because it's big, and that's what makes Microsoft a lot of money. Uh, what I would like to hear about is Microsoft purchasing Discord and saying, "Hey, you know what? We're going to do away with this piss poor attempt we've been doing with Teams Personal, <laughs> and just move all you Teams Personal people over to Discord. We're going to add some new features. We're going to mix some stuff from Teams into Discord. We're going to have a paid tier for those of you who would like to host your own server." Uh, and you know all of the things that come with uh, the Nitro level uh, packages or purchases and uh, offers, um, and you know just you know we're also going to make a competitor clubhouse for those of you who would like to do live uh, you know spontaneous uh, gatherings and you know moderation for those who want to pay for moderators you can do so. We'll have a tier for that. We'll have uh, programs to train moderation things like that. That's what I would like to hear from them as far as the communication aspect of their uh, of their business. Um, as far as Windows, which I think, again, I wish they would emphasize that because uh, Panos is pumped this year, and I'm, I'm hoping for good reason. I'm hoping <laughs> that Sun Valley gets some uh, some attention. We start to at least see some prototyping of what this new uh, UI is going to be like for the core stuff in, in uh, the UI, not just uh, a few uh, clock apps here and there. I want to see like what their potential for the rest of the file explorer is going to be, what the new settings could be like, what um, the new start if there's going to be different changes to the start menu stuff like that i'd like to see uh and then follow up finally with um a few hints about how they're going to tie in all of this to pwas i, I feel like that should be i mean i think they're doing a really good job for the out of out of box experience now 
when you restart and kind of, you know, it's, I think it's like four or five clicks and you're into the system already. And I think you're doing a good job of cleaning that up, making it very much like Chrome OS. So uh, I, I applaud them for that. They're also making it easier for you to, you know, uh, set everything up with one essential sign in. You go to your settings, sign in your account, and all the things that are associated with like your uh, clocks, I mean, not your calendar, your email. Um, you know, if you're an insider builds, all that kind of stuff kind of, kind of populates. Uh, even if you have Microsoft Office 365, that auto populates. That's really cool. But I also think they just need to um, basically say here, you know, for PWAs, which I think they're doing great with Edge, um, sign in again once and you get all your PWAs populated. You know, most of everything you do is now, you know, for developers, focus PWAs. PWAs are going to give you tons of features. We're going to give you tons of native uh, tie-ins to this. Everything. I think they mentioned this with um, it wasn't Project Union, but they just recently took something where you can like make a PWA and get rid of the Chrome around it. Didn't we just write about that? Yeah, I think I showed you that the other day in a chat. I think Microsoft is working on Edge in itself to get rid of the title bars and PWAs to make them feel more like a native desktop app. So it's not like you're browsing in a web page with a title bar up top. It's trying to make the these uh, PWAs look and feel more of the same way that a dedicated app would look, kind of like the Twitter app on that you could download from the Windows Store. Yeah, so again, I think they should just they should hold up Twitter to you know this new uh, pedestal. And I'm hoping Twitter finally comes out with uh, what is it their spaces or whatever um, and bring it to the PWA because that build I'd like them to say like, hey, this is our flagship app. Twitter is showing you what a PWA can be like. You know, uh, it's part and parcel with the app on your phone. Like once the app gets updated, a few days later your PWA is updated. PWAs, people, PWAs, not <laughs> UWPs, not UWPs. Well, you spend a lot of time talking about build, but we usually don't see hardware at build. Where we see hardware are surface events. And oh. I know I know I know Zach did a piece about how um he, he basically recapped some of the things, all of the rumors and the stuff that he expects out of the next surface event, which was apparently in January and apparently in February, apparently in March, <laughs> and now it's apparently moving to late April or May. So um, what what are, you, what are your thoughts on these rumors? Yeah, yeah, we have. Um, and this is the week ahead, by the way. I totally forgot to do the week ahead segue. He was going just straight for the segue. <laughs> just broke through that week ahead barrier. Uh, uh, yeah, I wrote about this. It's basically the same stuff we've heard before, that there's going to be a Surface Laptop 4 uh, as kind of the main focus of this event, uh, but some terrestrial things around it. Uh, we've heard about some accessories coming as well, some... Um, Teams dedicated headphones, um, Surface headphones. I think they call them Surface headphones. Surface headphones to plus. Plus. What's up I, with Microsoft and calling everything plus now? Well, I wonder if plus is kind of their Apple's pro thing, <laughs> where like you throw it, and, and unlike Apple, which is using it as a marketing term for you know uh, to to upsell people, I think plus, at least for Microsoft, is going to start being delineated as their enterprise stuff, stuff that only uh that sold in, in bulk or wholesale to enterprise people with an enterprise focus will make sense so like the surface pro 7 plus uh with the removable hard drive uh you know uh, some other tweaks to the gpu stuff like that for uh more enterprise level uh, uh operations 
these headphones, again, with Teams Focus, they're not going to be finely tuned for sound like the Xbox ones, perhaps, and they're not like the regular commercial ones where they have all these, probably all the, the same machinations of touch controls and things like that. This is just going to be, you buy your Surface Pro 7 Plus with your Surface headphones <laughs> uh, 2 Plus, and you have yourself a plus environment for, for work. So, and hopefully going forward, you'll have a Surface Buck 3 Plus <laughs> that is, you know, just for the enterprise at a power like, I don't know, probably maybe give you 64 gigabytes of memory and you can power five monitors. Who knows? But I think Plus is going forward is going to be there. Uh, the other thing we, we heard is that they're going to bring the webcam. Um, we were talking about, uh, again, I'm surprised they didn't call this webcam a Plus because I feel like <laughs> this is only for business. Uh, but maybe with as they move from it, did move things over Discord, a lot of people to start doing some streaming stuff there. Uh, this webcam is supposed to be able to shoot, is it uh, 4K, I believe? Uh, so it's beyond 1080p. Um, we don't think, you know, there's no prices uh, speculated for, but it's a Microsoft dedicated webcam. Microsoft used to make webcams about, I don't know, 10 years ago or something like that. So they're coming back to their kind of bread and butter with that. Um, the other thing we were going to hear about accessories is a Surface Classroom pen, which is basically the same pen you give the Surface Hub. It's the thicker, um heftier surface pen uh has the same 4000 and I don't know, some odd uh pressure sensitivity so um there's something about it that makes it the two version of this uh, an updated version <laughs> maybe it comes with different colors which speaking of colors that's the main thing about the surface laptop is that it's going to come in a different color potentially a cobalt blue um but aside from that it's still the same two variants of intel's 11th gen amd's 4000 uh uh, Ryzen 4000 processors. Um, the design they said is not going to be. It's going to be left unchanged for the most part. I mean, uh, I guess they're still sticking with the single USB C port for some odd reason. Uh, maybe they'll update some speaker stuff in there. But um, I mean, it's, all in all, it's just kind of a give me uh, kind of uh, event. People have been waiting for a Surface laptop for for quite a minute. Um, there was mixed reviews for the AMD uh, collaboration two years ago, so hopefully AMD and Microsoft have figured out some stuff. And I know it's supposed to be a specialized chip for these Surface products coming from AMD, so we'll see what they do with the GPU side but of that. But still one generation old and not the latest Ryzen 5000. Which would have made way more sense and would have been really impressive. So <laughs> good on you, Microsoft, for being too cautious again. So that covers Surface, but um, we also have a small uh, Xbox story, which I didn't want to highlight it as a main topic, but still I mean, something. It is to you. You're a big baseball fan. Yeah, um, ba- Major League Baseball started their season this week, and to to kind of fit in line with MLB's um, opening day, Microsoft came out of the gate with a huge announcement, and they announced that MLB The Show 21 will be free and included with for Xbox Game Pass members, which is a pretty huge deal because um, previously the game was exclusive to Sony consoles. If you wanted to play MLB The Show, which is pretty popular amongst baseball fans, you needed to buy a PS4. But now um, I think it's something to do with a lawsuit or maybe something with the studio that makes the game. But they decided... Yeah. They decided studio, to. Believe. They finally come to, they are within, I believe, the last year of the contract with Sony. Yeah. So they've negotiated this new uh, end around because, again, they were leaving at least a third of the market. If, if we were to believe all of the Sony fans, a third of the market, more realistically, left half the market 
uh, unattained. So, uh, and I don't know if the sales from Sony alone were bringing in what they needed. So at the end of this contract, they decided that they would talk to Sony and say, hey, uh, we are going to be cross-platform, at least with Xbox, um, joining the crowd. Yeah, and it's a pretty big deal because um, it's it's free on Xbox Game Pass, and you'll be able to play it on XCloud as well. Uh, with with when I say free, I mean you pay your subscription, whether it's the fifteen dollar base, which for Ultimate, which includes XCloud, or the uh, ten dollar a month um, tiers. I mean, I wrote a piece about it a couple of weeks ago about which tier you could choose, but basically. 19 million people, which is the number, is it 19 or is it 18? But that's the number that Microsoft last said of how how many Game Pass subscribers there are. 18 or 19 million people are going to be able to play a game that was once exclusive to Sony consoles. So it's to me, it's a big boost for, for Game Pass and for Xbox itself. Well, I mean, again, I feel like this is further confirmation that um, it's going to be, X, the Game Pass is going to become multi-console like you're going to be able to have id the game pass uh that works on the, on the nintendo or whatever latest hardware because it's again it's all just licensing right. and because um, the games themselves will just be mapped to the same buttons that you have for the console all they need is a license from the developers right uh in the studio so if you can get a game pass and still carry over your saves um from playstation over to an xbox over to a nintendo switch and all you have to do is pay 24 bucks a month or whatever for it uh i think it's a it's a win-win and it's and again this is a i'm talking to you lauren that uh, <laughs> if they were to add another five to six bucks and get, just make it a 30 dollar once a month and toss in discord in there you get your own servers you get a way to uh you know have a community that you can moderate yourself play the games you want on the consoles you want and I mean, it's a win 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 for everyone almost involved except for sony because they don't have it <laughs> so now enough about xbox i know uh, this week we were kind of depressed because we had the big build last week the uh dev channel build for windows 10 which gave us those fancy new icons uh, yeah but this week we did not get anything so do you think maybe they'll be able to fix it and get us a new build next week uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I think they're going to probably uh, be slowly giving us out builds until they have one big one ready for after build itself, the developers conference. So I think we're going to get some more fixes, some more you know minor uh, um, bug uh, bug tweaks, and bugs, like bug squashes, yeah. minor fixes until uh, after build where they say, hey, here's a ton of new features. And by new features, I mean things that just make the system run a little better, nothing huge. And here's some more design tweaks that we talked about during build. That's probably, I think, why we're seeing the uh, stoppage of build so far. And uh, uh, talk talk to us about uh, Gaviella stepping down away from Microsoft. Yeah, again, I don't know what to make of this story because I don't know. I, I'm not... I haven't been following her as much as I probably should have, but uh, at least they're saying for the past uh, seven years, she's led Microsoft's commercial partner efforts, uh, which is huge. Again, that's not to, to diminish her role. Um, she's a keynote speaker at conferences, is a well-known keynote speaker at Microsoft for both commercial partners and uh, newshounds. So uh, she mentioned on, on LinkedIn that she's kind of going uh, away. Uh, she's going to be doing other things. Uh, she mentioned this by saying, quote, I want to thank all of you for supporting Microsoft. I appreciate your partnerships and your friendships and your allyships and look forward to working with you in the future in a new capacity. 
Um, she didn't say what that was, but we're all just kind of speculating as far as uh, who's going to fill her role. I don't think they've said anything about that just yet. Uh, oh, wait, um, but hold on, I take that back. Um, again, who, I want to give credit to this. Kip wrote about uh, her replacement, which is Rodney Clark, will become the new uh, CVP of Global and Channel Sales and Channel Chief for Microsoft. Um, but it's less clear what the future holds for Schuster. Um, again, I don't know Rodney's background. I didn't really know hers to begin with, but as far as like you know, the partnership she signed, but I don't see this stopping Microsoft anytime soon or slowing them down. I just think this is just another uh, VP who's, you know, probably been at the company for God knows how long, just looking for something, so a bit of change and Microsoft is going to keep churning out partnerships and contracts um, and, you know, signing people to long extensive surface contracts and uh, gaining more seats for Office 365 as they normally do. And Not to say uh, that she didn't have a huge role in what's going on, but they're for, they're probably, well machine. She'll probably end up back at Nokia and like rebuild Nokia into like the brand it once was before Microsoft killed it. And then sell it back to Microsoft. Oh, <laughs> and you said you, you said it first. <laughs> I'm sure everyone in Finland's gonna come at me on the, on the Twitter. And the last thing that we have on the menu for the week ahead is my upcoming review of the Dell 27 conference monitor. Um, Dell was kind enough to send us this for review because, you know, we cover teams a lot here on Microsoft. And this is one of the only Microsoft Teams certified monitors that you could buy. It has a Windows Hello pop-up webcam. It has USB-C. So I plug the monitor into my Surface Go 2, and it's able to power my Surface Go 2 and also carry the, the display signal and the audio signal over. Uh, the monitor has an awesome speaker on the bottom. And then next to the speaker on the left side, there are the Microsoft Teams button. So if you have Microsoft Teams open and you click this button on the monitor, it will... I mean, if you have it minimized and you click the Teams button, it will bring Teams to the front. And it's a quick way to like answer notifications and get to your Teams chats more easily. And I tried it out uh, with a sample call, and the webcam is pretty nice. A wide-angle webcam, uh, 5 megapixels, and it's super great. Um, but I do have it in the desk on my office, and it's pretty nice. I've been using it for the last week, and um, I'll have a full review next week. Yeah, uh, again, this is our hardware section. So uh, I want to start by saying that I am, uh, again, wrapping up my uh, uh, X12 detachable review. I know I keep saying that, but it's hard <laughs> to, to try to put this away. Every time I like finished a section, I was like, oh, how does this compare to the Surface Pro 7 again? Plus, uh, so I've been writing a lot about that. Uh, I also have uh, my thoughts on uh, the Vessel, Vessel uh, portable monitor. And uh, I've just been trying out for the last week and a half the NextVoo video conference monitor. It's the first, one of the uh, only first Google certified smartphone video conference tablets. Um, it's super cool. Um, it's a little different than um, the Teams one I got uh, back in 2020. Yeah, back in 2020. Uh, it does support Teams, which is awesome. Uh, but you don't need an admin to do it. So again, uh, I have been testing out Teams, Skype, Zoom. Uh, Slack on these thing on this thing, and it's pretty awesome. Um, uh, I'm sure, or um, uh, put some B-roll so you can see it. Uh, I should have a first uh, impressions on that, or maybe just a final review because I've been testing it for uh, a little bit. It's super it's cool. It's a lot thing. like an Android tablet, isn't it? 
it's a mix of the Android tablet and the team certified uh, uh, hub thing that they had, basically. Um, it is a full-blown uh, Google interface on there, so you know you don't get dropped straight into the communication app, but um, it's a mix of both, which is pretty cool. And it's super intuitive and easy to set up. So, you know, again, a lot of people had to kind of go in around for, I need my admin to give me credentials so that I can plug in straight into this thing. I mean, it uses Wi-Fi. Uh, as a setup, so you don't need to like jack into an Ethernet cable just to, you know, I mean, I know it's a little more secure, but if you're just at home using it at home office like I am, uh, awesome device. So again, I will be talking more about that. And then the other thing I have is uh, this ThinkPad. Oh, nice hardware. Yeah, I don't know if my like thing is, there we go. Uh, it's the X1 Titanium, and I was texting you all day today that this thing has the coveted 16, 16 to by 10. 10 aspect ratio, which is uh, how every laptop should have its display aspect ratio. It's super thin. Like this thing is crazy light. Um, I love the uh, feel of it. It's got this kind of, um, it's not as, it's not the carbon fiber that you have for other ThinkPads. So that's interesting. And it's a kind of a yoga model, so you can like fold it all the way back anyway. Uh, I got that this weekend, so I'm playing around with that, and actually, I first impressions on that as well. Does it have like ink, uh, like pen support, like the like the X1 does? Um, I think it has touch. I haven't found a pen slot in this thing just yet, but I will. I will actually try the detachable pen and see if that works. I know that uh, it's interesting that unlike Surface, where every Surface pen works in any Surface type of screen, uh, Lenovo does have dedicated pens, and I don't know if that, you know just to match. A lot of their hardware so uh i will let you know actually it's a good question yeah and that said i think that does it for us uh we got through a lot of topics today covered xbox surface uh microsoft dns server issues and some rumors uh some some uh big deals for microsoft and uh that does it for me unless you have anything else you want to add no, that's it. Uh, I'd like to thank everyone again for their time and joining us for another podcast. Uh, if you want to talk to us or you have any questions or uh, complaints, <laughs> please reach out to me at uh, Mindhead1 on Twitter. Mindhead1. Uh, again, we've said this time and time again. If Mindhead ever listens, give me the title uh, and I will give you conversation. I will find some change to give you. <laughs> And you can find me on Twitter at ABACJURN. And of course, also follow at on Microsoft on Twitter for all the latest Microsoft news and information. Yeah, uh, again, have a, a great week ahead. Stay safe, uh, keep a mask on, uh, and be healthy so we can see you again here next week. All right, everyone, see you again next week. Same place, same time. <laughs>